0: I think a lot of us can relate
1: to uh, this scenario. You go into a bar, a uh, sports bar, maybe uh, your team is playing. But you go into a bar, and like all the TVs or majority of the TVs are on the game that it's not the one you want to
2: watch. They're on the wrong game. They're on the wrong game. Yes. And maybe
1: you don't feel comfortable, or you actually go up and ask, hey, can you turn this game on? And they tell you no. Uh,. Now think about it, if it's women's sports you want to watch and you're in a male dominated uh, field of both men's sports and in a bar where they want to watch men's sports. That's, that's unfair. So uh, my next guest is doing something about that. She's Jillian Hiscock. She joins us on the John Schuster Colwell Banker hotline. She is launching a bar called a bar of their own, which will exclusively show and promote women's sports. Jillian, thank you so much for joining us uh, today on the show How long have you had this idea, and how did you make it uh, into a reality?
3: Yeah, thanks so much for having me on. Um, I would say that the idea really came back in February of 2022 when Jenny Wynn opened the sports bra out in Portland, Oregon, which is the first women's sports bar of its kind. Uh, I was super inspired by it and very jealous that we didn't have something similar here in Minneapolis. and and kind of joked with a lot of my friends for a long time saying, gosh, wouldn't it be cool if somebody did it here? Never thinking it would be me. And fast forward about a year later and uh, in conversations with my wife and some other friends kind of said like, what would it look like if that's what we did? And we moved forward with it. So um, officially made the decision in May that we are going to move forward. And in July is when I started working full time on this. So been a, been a long work working process, but it's also been going very very quickly.
1: Have you own? Have you been a bar owner prior to this moment?
3: Oh heck no! So no, what's
1: the, what's that plunge? <laughs> what, 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 what what's that plunge like into that world?
3: Yeah, I mean, I think the benefit of my background and experience is that I spent most of my career in higher education and nonprofits, which is really uh, a consistent state of problem solving and operating with small resources. And so I feel like that's a pretty good preparation for working in a bar and restaurant industry. In addition, I've I done a lot of project management work. And so getting used to understanding you know tasks and what needs to be done in what order is something that's very familiar with me. And... It's something totally new. And so one of the things that I, I always think is, is a strength of mine is I'm totally not afraid to admit what I don't know. So I've been surrounding myself with the smartest people I know in terms of getting me up to speed and making sure that we're ready to go.
1: I, I will say this, that, you know, let's say 20 years ago, you probably are going into any kind of place that shows sports on TV. You're probably not going to see women's competition up there unless it's the Olympics or something. But I'll say this, like, even like when I've noticed more and more now, That there are women's sports on TV in plenty of locations. I say that as the father of two girls, both athletes, and my youngest who plays volleyball and softball. Anytime we're in establishment, if we go out to lunch and there's softball playing, she's totally glued to that TV. So I think this is a fantastic idea.
3: Yeah. And I mean, you're right that the exposure has absolutely increased. The report just came out that the coverage of women's sports has actually tripled in the last four years. But that means it tripled from 5 percent to 15 percent of all media coverage, which is still not enough. So uh, we're seeing incredible, incredible growth. But we really want to make sure that we can continue to push and and make sure that folks know that this is a need, that people want to watch this and and that the demand is absolutely there.
1: This town, I think, is uh, pretty good when it comes to women's sports, obviously the success of the Lynx at the forefront of that. What kind of partnerships uh, are you working on and is, is are the, some of those partnerships available with uh, some of the teams we have in town?
3: All of the local teams have just been so incredibly supportive. Either they reached out to me before I could even make a call or I reached out to them. So yeah, I've been in conversations with I think maybe every women's sports team. So we're talking everything from, you know, the big ones, the Lynx and the Aurora, to the new PWHL team all the way to our rugby teams and our roller derby teams and, and football and ultimate Frisbee. There's just so many incredible women's sports teams here in the Twin Cities that a lot of times people don't even know about. And so it's been really great to get to know those, those owners and those fans. Um, we've got some very passionate fans here who want to make sure that they know that their team is going to be on TV and we're going to do everything we can to make it happen.
1: We are talking to uh, Jillian Hiscock, founder and owner of A Bar of Their Own, which will open this March uh, where's the location specifically, Jillian? Yes, we're at
3: 2207 East Franklin, so it okay. is formerly Tracy's Saloon and sure. Eatery mm-hmm. in the Seward neighborhood of South Minneapolis.
1: And the opening is March 4th? Did I see that right? Is that kind of the scheduled opening? We haven't, the this, this okay.
3: exact date will depend on our liquor license availability, but yep. hopefully that first weekend in March so that we can... Be open in time for the Big Ten women's basketball tournament, which will be happening yeah. here in Minneapolis, March sixth through the tenth.
1: Tourney time. I, I mean, plus, yeah. I, I mean, my, my friend too, well, my best friend, his daughter plays basketball, and he he's always telling me, "Well, we got to we got to go see, we got to go watch the Iowa game because she wants to see." caitlin clark all the time you know and so i mean it's it's go watch
3: those, go watch those gophers though too i know i know yeah 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 They're good. They're good. I, that's
1: right a new, new day at, uh, at the university of minnesota here's a scenario for you though jillian because our timberwolves look pretty good this year a lot better than they have let's say you open in march but the timberwolves are going to be playing in like a conference finals game and somebody wants to are you going to switch at least one of those tvs to to the wolves
3: I am going to lovingly tell that person that there are approximately 50 other (laughs) sports bars that exclusively show men's sports around the Twin Cities that they can go enjoy. Um, you know, we've, we've had a lot of conversations around that and, and I get it. Like, I totally understand that women sports fans are not just women sports fans, but at the end of the day, I think it's a really slippery slope. When you start entering that territory, one person comes in and asks for the Timberwolves game. The next person comes in and asks for the Bucks game. Next person comes in and pretty soon half your TVs are on men's games. And so, yes, I know that there's women sports fans that also want to watch the twins and the Timberwolves and all of that. And we're going to be a place that is going to exclusively elevate and lift up the women athletes.
1: I love that. Um, You talked about the partnerships, too. I mean, your take on what kind of town this is uh, for women's sports. And again, you know, the links, obviously, that's so evident. But uh, how it is now as compared to like a decade ago and how it will be maybe in another decade from now.
3: Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm a huge women's sports fan. I've been an athlete my entire life and and a proud link season ticket holder, go for softball season ticket holder. And I think for me, Minneapolis in particular, Minnesota in general is just so aff- affirming of those women athletes and creating space for them. And I think that that's one of the reasons that Minneapolis makes so much sense for this bar. But I think for me that that we're literally just starting the increase. Like we're not at, we're not even close to the, the peak yet. Ah, uh, people are just starting to increase awareness about exposure. I Again, mean, you talked about your daughter. like I literally can't even imagine what it would have been like to walk into a sports bar as a kid and see women sports on TV. No. like i I, just, I cannot imagine what it would be like. And so I think about all the kids and people that are growing up right now, and this is becoming their norm and how much they're going to continue to push for things, even even when I'm, you know twenty years hopefully into owning this place. Mm-hmm. I think that we're really just at the beginning of this movement of getting people to really kind of start raising their voices a little bit and asking for more.
1: And there are plenty of men who love women's sports and love going to the whether it's a Lynx game or other games. Will those folks too be welcomed into your into your bar?
3: Oh, yes. I'm so glad you asked. I think it's one of the most common misconceptions that I've been hearing is that, oh, well, dang, I'm not going to I'm not going to be able to go in there because I'm a man. And it's like, oh, my goodness. Right now, it's 40 percent of women's sports fans are men. and And we want those men to come in. We want families to come in. We want you to bring your daughters and her teammates. So, again, they can come up and see the TVs and see their women's athletes being prioritized. So absolutely inclusive and family friendly location that we want to make sure all folks feel welcome in.
1: I love it. Jillian, just uh, again, uh, announce uh, where, where your uh, bar will be located so we can uh, head on over there once it opens up uh, in the spring.
3: Yeah, bar of their own will be located in on Franklin Avenue in the Seward neighborhood, uh, the former location of Tracy's Saloon and Eatery.
1: Jillian, thank you so much for the time today. I uh, love the concept and congratulations and uh, hopefully uh, you have some, some great success there and continued luck for you. Appreciate the time today. Absolutely.
3: Jillian, you
1: bet. Jillian Hiscock, who is uh, founder and owner of a bar of their own, uh, exclusively showing women's sports. Bravo, I say. Uh, It's not like. Oh, geez, uh, you know, you can't watch men's sports? Yeah, she nailed it. There's 55 other bars probably within a five-mile area where you can go see men's sports.
2: And there's so. so many, you know, there's like a Bears bar and a Packers bar and all these other bars right. that show soccer events. Yes, exactly. absolutely. There yeah. should totally be more of these. There's plenty of room.
1: Eleven seventeen on Newstalk 830 WCC. Blitzing. Wild loss last night, huh? I didn't see that. Winning streak is over.
2: Yeah, so much so for John So much for the
1: while at John Hines. Go back to radio, John Hines. <laughs> uh, we are playing songs from the uh, delightful Christmas album, uh, A Very Casey Christmas. Uh, Casey Musgraves, which uh, we play often. My thanks to uh, Jillian Hiscock and a text for saying, Not sure of the concept, but feel like they might be alienating a large market by not having any men's sports on. I mean... <laughs> There are thousands and thousands of bars or establishments one can go to to see the uh, the big game, and I like her holding true to what she was saying. Even like, okay, if the wolves are on, even in a big game, that you know we're going to stick to our concept of having women's sports on. There's yeah. plenty of spots you can go to watch that. It's not like you're being denied somehow. If one bar in the city of Minneapolis is not going to be playing the men's games. And there, I th- you'll be fine.
2: There's so many options right. for where to eat and where to view things that Yeah, yeah.
1: I, I will say this though, and I'll say it again. It's maybe it's the time of day I go, but like when I like visit certain bars if there's a, like a significant women's game on, it is on TV. And that is, includes like the the college world series when it's softball. I've seen that there are plenty of TV usually it's because there's so many TVs in these places now that they can afford to you know put a couple of these games on and not you know really worry about it. but and you think, well, that's just it's just sports so they're just putting it up there and nobody's really watching that. And this couldn't be further from the truth because again, when my, I bring my daughter in and if there's a softball game on or volleyball, I point it out to her and she's glued to it. and I mm-hmm. guess what I'm glued to it, especially volleyball. Volleyball at the college level and softball too, by the way it's don't tell me why it's just like you know the people are soccer so boring you know it's like if you really understand the game and understand Mm -hmm. how it's being played it's not boring and the same guy i mean volleyball and softball highly highly entertaining Mm -hmm. if you're a fan of sports and the drama of sports just because it's women playing it doesn't mean that it's not engaging it
2: absolutely is. The other factor is that the you know the the bigger men's sports, like you mentioned, if the Timberwolves are in the playoffs, or if it's a Vikings game or something, those games are everywhere, including everywhere. In, in your home or on your you phone while you're in the bar. A lot of the other sports are difficult to get, and you right. may not get at home. Some of those other women's sports, like I don't have the package that allows me to watch yep. the Vixen and the and the Aurora. But if yep. I want to watch a game, this is a great option of going somewhere to watch with friends, and I'm guaranteed that that game's going to be on, and someone's not going to come in and and flip it to the yeah. Turtles game.
1: And the forgot about the professional women's hockey team uh, coming too. Um, Dumber than we thought, we do this uh, usually when Jordana... By the way, Jordana's off today, and again, I'll wish a happy Hanukkah to all my uh, Jewish friends, or as uh, Smokey Robinson once said, happy Chinooka. Uh, that video was making its rounds yesterday, as it does every year. Uh, bravo to uh, all those folks celebrating. She's off Monday, too, and usually when she's out, we uh, we bring put the old team back together. I know you love this when Chad comes in. Um.
2: I kind of just tune out and you do just all the tune out? stuff I got to well,
1: do. Well, don't you so usually don't do that, too? It's kind of what I used to do when I was on Chad. show. I just tune <laughs> out. You ask me a question.
2: I don't know what you're saying. Yeah. Well, yeah, well then you, saying. you have to make up a response. I have to do that sometimes when you ask me a question and I wasn't paying attention. Then you just got to kind of make up something.
1: Chad was at the uh, the Ginny Berg uh, party last night. Uh, we left early. Uh, you know, it's we made our appearance. said our well wishes to Ginny. Talked to a few people. Like I said, I was it was... You know, with the I started the show talking about I don't think I'm a, a, a bleep hole if I don't want to go to company parties, and because it's not, I explained this. It's not a, the problem of being with my coworkers. It's my problem of how I, I'm just not good at interacting in that kind of social setting, and I know so like there's people who have like legitimate uh, phobias and legit social anxiety. And it's not at that level, but there's been times where it's, there was a time in my life where I dreaded having to go to uh, social gatherings with people I didn't know just because I found it so difficult to, you know, talk and break the ice. And it's just, it's not my thing, which is leads my anxiety. And I shouldn't be shunned or viewed as a jerk just because I I don't do that. But I did it last night. Actually, it was better than I thought it was going to be. So.
2: I think it usually is when you go into situations right. where you have anxiety. If you set usually your expectations low, yeah. uh, you can raise the bar.
1: That's what this next segment is about, dumber than we thought. We set the expectation bar so low that uh, it can only be better than we thought it was going to be. Uh, Chad Harmon will be in studio next, dumber than we thought. I want to ask Chad about Sean McVay, the Buffalo Bills coach, and an example he used of good teamwork that might leave you shaking your head. We'll find out what that is next. Casey Musgraves Christmas, you down on this?
2: Love it. Yeah, I think she's great.
1: She is great. Uh, our guy Dave Josephson on TV last night, big time hits the big time on Fox on Fox Nine.
2: We were with him last night,
1: right? And uh, he said this:
2: uh, "They're wet and sloppy."
1: What was he talking about, Chad Hartman?
2: It's sloppy. Uh, they're wet and sloppy. How you
4: embrace him at the end of a work week? You know when you have a series of successful shows, sweaty. You know, like
1: yeah, I mean, shirt I mean, through. you have
4: a perspiration. I do. You, you know, and radio's
1: pretty, hard work.
4: You're better at it. I mean, I heard you at the start. You were very social. I was.
1: Very, I did, but it's it's so forced mm. with
4: me that it's. So it was just disingen- for all the people upstairs who are listening yes. right now. Because you know yeah. the two of us basically hardly talked at all at the party. Yes. We then went out and then we talked a bunch. Yeah. Um, so all the folks who you talked to, let's say you really didn't, mean didn't beat it. No. Yeah. No,
1: it was like it was it was fine. Yeah. But I was as a you know handsome husband, Mark. Again, he's like the total opposite of me. Like well, he can go anywhere and just schmooze and be great. I wish I, I wish I were like that. There are moments in my life where I can be like that. The funny thing
4: about that is you say that, and the two of us have been out so many times. Yeah. You are always great. You're funny. You're Except for that time
1: before the Bruce Springsteen concert.
4: Well, then you were a jackass. I mean, you were. You I were, was not. You were suffering from major yes. menopause.
1: I feel I, like I owe Jimmy brunzella a do-over.
4: You do, absolutely. Jumpin' Jim, can you, I get a do-over? I begged you to come down, that that you go. To, we went to Herbie's, right?
1: It was at Herbie's on the park.
4: Yeah, yeah. and you have a spot, and you kind of give him one of those. Hey. Hey. You know, like I was some guy, you know, that you <laughs> saw at the bus stop. Yeah. And then we're trying to, trying to find a spot, and then you got a spot, and you're like, can I help you? <laughs> you know,
1: what so, do you want me to do? Kick people out? Like get out of the way?
4: Engage? Like you were got to face towards the bar. Too. That's a tough
1: spot, though. It's when you're facing spot. the bar yeah, and you yeah. got people behind you, that's a tough. Uh, you got to be a middler. You know, I, I wasn't doing the midler. I wasn't being. I was in a good midler
4: that night. <laughs> Such a great curve. Just yeah. look at that when uh, Susie throws the party and. Uh, if you have a party, let's say it was six, right? The people in the middle they have to carry yes, the conversation. The traffic cop. They have you know, to start yep. it. Like, see, I think you would be a good middle, and you're claiming you wouldn't be a good middle.
1: I think that that that's my own personal. I think I'm not, and then I more more majority of the time I am, but some you know not every time, but I think a majority. Of the time. Mm. Uh, here's my question for you, yes, sir. When you think of the great teams uh, in the history. Uh, that we've seen, and I'm talking about cohesive. I'm talking about chemistry. Yeah. How high do you rank
4: the 9/11 hijackers? My God, I just cannot believe. I have that in the list of Dr. Collar because Collar's Mr. Yeah. Buffalo Mr. Football. I, I mean, Sean McDermott. You want to talk about football delusion? Yeah. I just go okay. Ahead so and so this is uh, this is it's Sean McDermott, the head reputnant. coach of the Bills,
1: uh, talking uh, to his team. Yeah. About good teammates, what it means to be a good teammate and being cohesive, and he uses as a reference the nine eleven hijackers. Here's the thing, too not not the folks who went in the towers, no. yeah, the firefighters and, and risked right. their
4: lives. No, no, the nineteen hijackers who played a part in murdering. Right. They had to coordinate. 3, they 000. had to be on.
1: Talk about being on the same page. Oh my! Um, here's the thing. I have a question about why is why are we hearing about this four years
0: later?
4: I don't know. Is is this tied to the fact they're not playing as well? And so now yep. this is coming up? Because this should have come up. This is where I would just want a player to
0: – I guess
4: you could say the player could just go to Sean. And at that point, it probably has to be a player of some stature and say, you sure? This is really – sure about that? You sh- this is the example, you know, that you, you want to s- cite – the group that Khalid Sheikh Mohammed yeah. put together and said, right, "Man, right. no matter what, yeah. no matter what the challenges, they knew they Can were getting." Like, where going they to like did. a
1: leadership conference, like you, you sign up for a Zig Ziglar, uh, <laughs> and you are at Target, Target Center, and look at these guys. Now you may like really.
4: That's the example well, we're using. Remember
1: Bill Maher's
4: ABC show, politically Correct. incorrect, yep. ended. When he said, you can call them a lot of things. Not cowards. But you can't call them cowards. And people are like, well, what do I say? He goes, they were completely. He was Sean McDermott before Sean McDermott because he said, well, they were committed to it and they were willing to end their
2: lives.
4: Bill Maher's comment is significantly less insufferable yes. than Sean McDermott's. Yes. Again, Bill Maher's coming I wouldn't say. Right. I'm not going to jump on board and talk about their bravery. Yeah. But my God, Sean, 9-11 murders. Yeah. But they're all on the same page. So go out and beat the Cowboys next week. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, so, like, what should his punishment be? If I mean, is there, other than the embarrassment he should feel, Let's so not forget this is a team in New York. Yeah, right. It's a team. I'll be curious
4: what the groundswell is like, and let's let's admit this, and it should have absolutely nothing to do with it. But it does. Their record is yes. going to play a part. You know, it's um, it always blows me away when someone for a team, and often it's when they've just been charged, not convicted, mm-hmm. but where. He or she then plays the next game, and often they get a standing ovation. And again, innocent until proven guilty. Correct. Okay? But if, if, if I'm a fan of this team, and this guy is charged with spousal abuse, how often do we see it when, when the guy gets a round, rousing round of applause? Uh, and you're like,
1: really? Yeah.
4: Can you just – I'm not saying you have to convict him right yep. away in your own mind. But can you just say, hey, person A, I'm going to wait a little bit. Yes. You may be found not guilty. You may be exonerated. Yep. more information. But I don't have to give you a standard ovation just because you're wearing the jersey. That's it. The team I, mean, that's, I, like. I mean,
1: it's just, you know, if it's your guy, you give him the benefit of the doubt. If not, I mean, I think of the Adrian Peterson yes. instance, too. And know? then
4: as soon, by the way, if the let's say the guy plays one game. Yeah. And then is traded. Yeah. And then comes, let's say, the schedule works out. The next game, boo. The guy comes, then he's booed vociferously. Yes, right. There's no new information yeah. in the legal matter. It's just absolutely crushed. Can I ask you a question? Sure. I just saw. I don't know who the uh, weather meteorologist on Channel Five who was wearing bow tie. Bow tie. Mm-hmm. Okay. How often do you wear a bow tie? Seems like I've seen you wear a bow tie. Dan used to have bow tie yep. Friday. Bow tie right? Friday.
1: I've th- other than a tuxedo, I thought it was a picture. I don't some think I've worn a bow, a bow tie just with a regular suit. I don't tuxedo think... for sure, and, and there was a yes. time where I was tying my own bow tie, which is very difficult to do. Really I figured it out how to do it on YouTube. Another
4: one of your skills?
1: No, it's a, not a skill. No, yeah. I failed miserably. But yeah, that's the only time. I just I'm not a bow tie guy. I mean, I, They're, they're really fine. Mean, I just fine. I, not uh, for me. Not but for I me. think
4: for some people. They work better than others. Like, Majors occasionally in his a day. He did? would wear a bow tie. Really? Occasionally. I didn't like it. But this guy in Channel 5, again, I'm not being disrespectful. I just don't know. Yep. I thought it looked really good on him. Yeah, he looks good. You know, I think some
1: people can do it and David, some people look awkward. Could
4: you pull off, and again, yes, the tux, right? Mm-hmm. David,
2: do you think you could? I don't think I would look good with a bow tie. Uh, I think in the like a really specific circumstance, maybe. But, no, I'm generally only or wearing ties
1: here and there. What determines whether or not you can pull a bow tie off?
2: I don't know.
4: I just I just saw you that just, guy. It's, I, I, you know what? It's an like, It's, an it's an X pornography. Factor. I know, you know it when what? I see it.
1: It's like the X Factor. Whatever the yeah. X Factor is. Who
4: are the noted bow tie wearers well, It used to be Tucker today. Carlson.
1: Remember long ago, Tucker Carlson used to wear the bow tie.
4: Did you did you see the clip recently where Tucker and your good friend Alex Jones yeah, were right. talking Where Alex is saying, I can confirm this, that Joe is wandering the White House naked Mm -hmm. and they're loading him with meds to get ready for the day. And Tucker Carlson, who wants to be taken serious, is having this, let me just say this clearly, this scumbag on his show. And there are not many people I loathe, I loathe Alex Jones.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I loathe him. And the fact that he still is able to do what he does is... I just don't get it. I mean, what we have financial punishments that that's significant, and I get it. You know, you obviously you hire lawyers to try to prevent mm-hmm. the, that from happening, and we, that's your right to do it. But when it's so egregious and you have such a massive financial uh, penalty levied against you, how do you still operate and you're still making serious money? He's making a lot of money. He's living a
4: luxurious life. You probably saw in the last couple of weeks where. I think the settlement, isn't the settlement like $1.5 billion? Yeah. And they said, we'll take yeah, $85 million. Right. We'll take $85 A fraction. Million, right? We'll take that because, and again, he turned it down because they're just, pl- you know, bankruptcy laws are interesting to me because any of us could all of a sudden, things could turn sideways. And is it like, you know, are you done forever? Then who gets to benefit from bankruptcy laws yeah. and who doesn't? It seems very odd to me.
1: We'll have another one with the Sackler decision. I mean- oh, Speaking of Lowell's.
4: this—I <laughs> mean, my God, just that doc. Well, no, it wasn't the doc. It was the, um,
1: the Matthew Broderick one.
4: Yeah, that one, which I didn't see. Or dope sick was dope the, that was with with Michael Keaton. Keaton. That was really good. Yeah, man, and just it's so true to life because they just they just funneled those opioids into areas over and over. And over again, and sometimes we get a we get a we get a cross section of texts. We get some absolutely fabulous texts. We get texts that criticize us and merit, and then others that are just cruel. Mm-hmm. And the folks, you know, you know, it sometimes gets addicted to opioids from their doctors. Any of us, anybody, yeah. You get right. You, you get in some awful automobile accident, and you're in pain, and then you have a doctor, maybe it's your regular doctor, maybe it's a, and they prescribe. Keep taking you. them, yeah. Because if you don't take them, you're in horrible pain. Why couldn't this be any, any one of us in this room, the three of us, or anybody listening, and the fact that this company just kept funneling them over and over again and making just ungodly sums of money?
1: Yuck. I also back to our original conversation. Yeah. About being at the Chanassing Dinner Theaters yeah. last night mm-hmm. in a different life or maybe still in this life. I can see myself
4: on one of those stages. Hundred percent I could see you doing that. I still could <laughs> and see And what me.
1: kind of role? Would it be like a shyster? <laughs>
4: <laughs> no, I I think you'd be very good in a play. Oh yeah. I I I, I don't understand why you doing do I that. should.
1: You, you honestly should. Twenty twenty four is the year of
4: the, the year of Adam the and the play. The,
1: the year of the cabaret.
4: Okay. <laughs> you're the modern day Bob yes. Fosse. Is that what you're telling me right now? David, let's say it's uh, uh when we're all gathered here, probably at this point year for not a cul-de-sac show. Yeah. We've been dismissed, you know, we're at my cul-de-sac, you know, we gets we're handing out cassette tapes. Mm-hmm. Will Adam. By December 8th, 2024, will he have participated in a play somewhere? Uh, no. No, I don't think so no. either. I think there's a lot of talk by you. I think uh, they're I,
2: wet and sloppy.
1: <laughs> I, my mission now is to prove both of you wrong. <laughs> I hope you do it. Coming soon to a theater. What role? One man performance. Text us. To Tour de force.
4: <laughs> See, here he is again. Weather guy. Yeah. Tell me, does he looks good, right? Yes, that he,
1: absolutely. <clears throat>
4: I think the suit helps too, right? He's got he's got the he's got the very nice suit on. Yep, looks good. Uh, six five one four six one nine two two six. What role should Adam <laughs> yes. take on in a
1: play? Lead in Oklahoma already. Right. Oh, Oklahoma, where the wind <laughs> comes.
4: <laughs> You'd love to do up maybe a musical, maybe nah. at the chant. <laughs> the There's whistling theater.
1: involved. That could be.
4: <laughs> Will here's my next question for you. Will I ever enter the Chanhassen Dinner Theater ever again?
1: <laughs> if I'm performing, you will. Well,
4: yes. If and I have performed. you will heckle. There were a lot of rooms at the Chanhassen. That's what Dinner I'm Theater. saying.
1: There's different size rooms. The one it's, room we were in was kind of cool, like a smaller venue.
4: Yeah. That uh, we then went afterwards Tavern Four, 4 and Five. Four and five. In I don't know if that's Eden Prairie there or Chanhassen. Fun. Yeah. I think that location, I think I told you guys last night, it was once a Pepito's, at least a small part of it. I miss Pepito's. Were you a Pepito's fan?
2: I don't think I'd ever been to Pepito's.
4: you ever at Pepito's?
2: No, but I was at the party last night. I never heard about this after party that Uh I wasn't invited to. Oh, you're on TV with your wet and sloppiness,
1: you know? (laughs) And those bad sunglasses. Yeah. Bright orange sun? No, bright yellow sunglasses.
4: Okay, why what, the, Why were you on TV? Uh, oh, I went over to Theo Worth to
2: ski yesterday after the show. My my place. And I Grew met up there, a right reporter now. from Fox 9 who was yeah. there and uh, just chatted for a minute about the snow conditions. They're getting ready for, a, uh, there's like an international competition there in there February. Is. So. There is. Didn't mention the show. I did mention the show and they did not include that in their cutting room floor special. So you're a
4: cross-country skiing?
2: Yes. Okay. That's where I like to take cue tubing. Tubing. Oh yeah, yeah. They they have snow on. I mean, it's not open yet, but they've started to make snow for the tubing hill already. I'm sure it'll be open in a few. It's uh it's a great tubing hill. Uh, years
4: before they came up with that tubing hill, they used to use the tenth hole, Theaterworth underrated back nine. I think the front nine, eh. back nine is pretty good, but they would use the tenth hole. That setup now for winter activities over there is fabulous. Yes. They also have that food area. What, mm-hmm. Do you remember what it's called? I think it's just called the Trailhead. Trailhead. Exactly right. It's really good. Yep. It's fun. I bring Q over there. I haven't cross-country skied in a long, long time. I should. I'd love to see that, by the way.
1: Yeah.
2: Let's, let's go. I'm going again after the show. Let's go. Come on. The CCO Lopet. Yeah.
4: <laughs> I I have some – I think my hand or, hand-eye coordination is pretty decent. I think my balance is just
1: atrocious. <laughs>
4: I am not need a g- good
1: balance for that. Uh, yeah, too.
4: I'm not a very good balance person, but uh, I should I-, I will try. It. Now I, mean, I need
1: to see how good I am because
4: I'm guessing you're pretty
1: good. Uh, uh, I, I, he was. They showed him uh, <laughs> during the piece. Great form. Great form yeah. was was he wet and sloppy? It could have been. Yeah. Uh, early uh, votes for Scrooge. I could do Scrooge. In a Christmas oh carol. my god! And uh, maybe uh, the main role in the vagina monologues. Eleven forty-eight. <laughs> okay. Back with the rewind. <laughs>
2: Panera Bread is being sued after another customer is said to have died after consuming the chain's caffeinated lemonade. What are
5: you doing, Panera? Like, one woman already died. How are you still serving this charged lemonade? Can you be making that much money off of the silly charged lemonade that you still have to have it?
2: Wrong, wrong, wrong. You You are
1: wrong. I mean, this is, first of all, this doesn't have more caffeine than a cup of coffee. So this is just a tragic coincidence and the fact that two people died from the same drink. I don't think this drink is any more dangerous. And there's hundreds
5: really? of Are places- people dropping
1: dead from a Diet Coke.
2: No, but there's hundreds of places where you can go get like unlimited coffee. You can go get right. as many coffee drinks as you want and that's got more caffeine.
5: Jerry Ribnick from St. Louis Park is joining us now in studio. He had just got back from a trip to Israel. Why did you decide This is a war zone, the worst atrocity since the Holocaust. I'm going to go.
4: My wife and I both got tired of just watching the news, reading the the news, seeing things on TV that were just heart-wrenching, and on both sides. And we just said, we've got the time, we're privileged that we have the ability to go there. And so we did. And we went there and we just wanted to help do whatever we could to fill in for the people that are at war or the people that are no longer allowed in the country to help.
1: Joe Gothard, who's the superintendent of St. Paul Public Schools. St. Paul Public Schools Reads is the uh, program. Uh, tell me, uh, Joe, what is St. Paul Public Schools doing in this regard? And I guess how does that align with how the state of Minnesota is changing the way that uh, students learn to read?
2: This really starts three years ago when we were due to receive more than $200 million in federal aid in the American Rescue Plan. Uh, we said this is our time right now to make sure that we're addressing this by purchasing the curriculum by engaging in new training, and by having the staff that are required to provide the intervention and the support that's necessary in classrooms. So I feel like we're a few years ahead in terms of the READ Act, and I'm very thankful and grateful for our state leaders that they passed that legislation. Um, But now the real work is, is at hand. We want to ensure that all of our students are reading at or above grade level.
5: Uh, We're speaking with Nate Johnson. He is a former prosecuting attorney, a veteran, and the founder of Free Writers. Nate, can you maybe share some examples of this free writing that you think has been particularly beneficial for the person writing it?
6: This guy was um, not really that pleased to see me, a white dude, in front of the class about to ask him to get vulnerable. But after the first or second free write, he had written about the loss of his three-year-old son and he said that he had never shared any of that with anybody before, and Nick broke down in the middle of the writing, and then two or three guys later, because everybody gets a chance to share, somebody shared something really funny, and then Nick was laughing uncontrollably. So I sort of got to see this real-time emotional healing, and and then when he walked out of the classroom, he said to me, I feel like a 50-pound weight just got lifted, and then then he said, this is why we're all in here in the first place, is because we keep all these things inside of us, all of this trauma from harrowing childhood experiences. So we're finally giving them a chance to let it out and giving them a chance to let it out in a room with no judgment.
1: I'm not a jerk because I don't want to go to the holiday gathering. Stan's calling in from Grantsburg. Stan, uh, Jump in here.
6: So we used to have a great Christmas party. Everybody get together, and you know the old, like back in the day. Susie yeah. sits on the printer, and they make a, you know, what <laughs> Cop,
1: the copies these yep.
6: days? Yeah, yeah. That's not. It's not even paper copies. So the printers these days now, you hit a button, and it zooms right to someone's email.
5: Yeah.
6: And so we're Wade from the the shop comes in, and he sends a picture of his pork knuckle to all of accounts payable. And the whole department gets it, and uh, it was an absolute hoot. But that's needless to say, that was the last, that was the last uh, Christmas party we ever had.